From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 397. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? I am tired, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> Um, so I, I don't know if you know this, I follow you online, mm. right? So mm. I didn't know that actually. It's, mm. Yeah. That's good news. Yeah. You've been a busy boy. Would you like to tell us, you know, uh. what you, what you've been up to? Can we, can we launch all the things like right now and just tell us why you might be a little bit, uh, a little bit groggy today? I actually can't talk about everything that I've got going on right now, but, mm. but I will soon, but I have a lot going on. Uh, one thing yesterday is I launched a new podcast. It's called the test drivers. It is a technology-focused podcast, but covering all of technology. So previously, I've been pretty focused on Apple products, but on the test drivers, we're going to look at the entire landscape of all of technology, try everything out that we can, and recommend to you the products that you should be using as your daily driver. And I'm working Mm -hmm. with uh, a YouTuber, tech YouTuber, Austin Evans, whose videos I've been following for years. I've been a huge fan of his work for years. And uh, we're now working together on this new project. It's called The Test Drivers. You can find it at relay.fm slash test drivers. Pretty darn cool. I mm-hmm. think that's going to be a fun show. Thank you. I've downloaded but not listened yet, but that's really all you care about. No, I want you to listen, bro. <laughs> I will listen. <laughs> I will listen. It is queued up. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably listen to it this afternoon, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think that's going to be fun because, like, you know, with pens, you know, I can you can relate these things. The technology depends is you get pigeonholed into like certain things yep. like and and we're not going to um we're gonna we're gonna um you know really stay on brand the rest of this show mm. but you know that's that's a very you know good 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 way to break out of certain habits that you have and make sure you're accounting for all the things in the areas that you speak about and um i think it's only good and i like the the concept of this show so i think it's gonna be fun thank you so we have a, a lot of recurring conversation this episode, uh, lots of follow-up from last episode based on a lot of the topics, a little bit more detail and analysis of certain things, including the Retro 51 document that I made that was quickly, quickly, quickly usurped by good friend of the show, Alexander Kramer, uh, coder extraordinaire, built a better mousetrap, if you will. Um, so we'll have the link in the show notes. Well, I've sent it out. I've blogged it. I've tweeted it. And we have 555 submissions as of last night when I was checking for people to vote on their favorite finial design for our Kickstarter. We're going to the working working date for launch of this Kickstarter will be somewhere around episode 399 of this show. So about two weeks from now, we will have this done. This submission is not a you know, a final, you know, version of what is actually going to be displayed on this pen, but it was to give us a good idea of what needs to be on there, what we need Mm -hmm. to look at. So I put the, out of the submissions. So with 555 submissions and five choices each, there's, you know, 2,500, you know, individual votes. And I put a link that we will share in the document of the leaders in the clubhouse so far. So the top 10 finial designs, are Apollo shocker? Um, it, it, it was. I was wondering a little bit in alphabetical order. It's like you know, there's some really quick ones here right out the gate that are pretty great. So Apollo, Buzz, and Dimitri are one, two, three. 
um, which are all great finial designs. You know, the image may not have pulled in on this little little thing I've, I've sent you, but Apollo is the, the space boot footstep, which is just glorious. Um, followed by Birds and the Bees, Mercury, Eiffel, Gemini, Rosie, and shocker to me, Dynasty, which it's in, in the end is it's a really great finial design. It's from, um, I think they released that pen last year, early 2019, maybe late 2018. Um, the really blue, blue does blue swirly design of uh of the 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 dynasty design for that pen. I think that went over really really well. I'm so that super surprised too, so. that not even one of the um sports ones is in the top list. They almost universally rank at the bottom. That's wild. Yep, the baseball one has the most votes. Almost every other sports ball one is in the bottom 10. I'm wondering if the basketball one, though, has been split. you got the vote split across three three basketball finials. Right. And, you know, I certainly lean towards the red, white, and blue one. The I think that was Swish. Swish All-Star. There, there was mm-hmm. two Swish. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, which is in here, I didn't. I forgotten the name of this pen. It was. I just mm-hmm. said to you when you asked me, it's the red and white striped one. It's called Yipes. Um, yes. It's one of my favorite just one of my favorite retro 50 ones it's the one that adina stole from me um yep but uh i the finial isn't this thing where like for me the pens that i have wanted included they aren't necessarily my favorite finial designs mm-hmm. they are my favorite retro 51 designs right. and i think that it's important that i don't think people necessarily just have to go for their favorite finials if you're thinking of this as like a celebration of your favorite retro fifty ones. That that's kind of where I'm coming at it from. Right, right. And I think from the sports aspect of it, which they do so well, the best sports one they've done, the I think, and no, is Stan. Um, which was the hockey mask, right? It's a it's a brilliant design, right? And that's that's uh, absorbing oh, all of yeah, the sports votes, I think. Yeah, that is a good one. That's so, the one that looked like it was made of ice, right? Yep. Yeah, that was very clever. Yep. So, you know, and this is, like I said, this is just to give us a baseline of making sure we, we cover everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's going to be some that make it, some that don't. But we have 50 to choose from. Like, I think there's only like 55, you know, choices in this drop down. Yeah, so we're they're gonna... basically all going to be in there. <laughs> Once we've removed some of the, like, duplicates of the sports ones, like, by mm-hmm. and large, there's going to be representation of most of them, right? Right, right. And, you know, I want to be sure to hit some of the special editions. Like, you know, uh, Retro yeah. 51 already said that Pink Robots is going. I don't care what you said. Fine. That's going in there. You know, we're getting a lot of calls for the system, you know, finial to be in there. Wasn't That's that great. just orange? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was just orange because it was the sun. Mm, maybe. Um, we're getting calls for the London skyline to be in there because it's got the, um, the little corgi, I think on there on that finial you know there's lots of little special editions that i think we'll just have to tell to work in there so Mm -hmm. yeah so i wanted to get a good a good grasp of what everyone the retro 51 system designed by mike dudek is just orange because it it was meant to look like the sun okay so it's just an orange disc so yeah gotcha so anyway that's um we'll wrap this up uh soon we'll close it down you know probably this weekend or so just to give us an idea and then we'll start working on the final design I don't know if we'll be able to present an, an initial mock-up when we launch the Kickstarter, but that will be a work in progress as we go through the campaign. So yeah, it'll be good. 
Um, related to Alexander, I wanted to make sure we mentioned the stationary wiki winner mm-hmm. of the mechanical pencil contest. So Dish, I was I was a uh, a voter in this, and there was a, a user ID named Dish who made a bunch of cool updates on the site. I think the Kurutogo was one of the ones he did. I'll have to look back at his updates, but go look at this. Go look at what Stationary Wiki is doing, and go look at um, all the cool contest stuff that they do. And you should use this the stationary wiki as a tool when you're thinking about, you know, looking up stationary and finding information. And if you have something to add, it's super easy to add. And, um, I appreciate, uh, Alexander and Matthias working on this site all the time. It's always being updated, always something cool coming down the pipe. And, um, I'm glad that, uh, I was able to vote on the mechanical pencil day contest winner. So that was cool. I wonder if we should put the bung box eighth anniversary four B in the stationary wiki, Mike because this has become quite quite the topic of conversation. So we mentioned it last week. You know, I saw it on Twitter and shared it with you and shared it with everyone, and we discussed it. And then at the end, we didn't know the price of it right then, but by the end of the episode, we got the price. And at 880 US dollars, Mike, what were your thoughts when you first saw this? It's, on the, it's definitely on the expensive side. Um, I mean, it is... It's, it is definitely expensive, but possibly not necessarily over expensive for what's going on here, mm-hmm. um, because like there's a there's a lot of as I'm reading from a translation now on the page, like those lines are created by this thing called a Wajima lacquer technique. There's uh, Raden uh, as well in the pen. Um, it is quite an interesting design. There's a lot going on. They present it in a nice wooden box. I do not have a problem necessarily with them making a really expensive pen to celebrate a big anniversary or like an anniversary, you know, mm-hmm. because bung box whilst being on the more expensive side, typically they're not wild a lot of the time. This one is, um, and you know, it is definitely expensive. Uh, it, it was surprisingly expensive, but I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I don't disagree with it. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. They can obviously, you know, create what they want for the pen. I was shocked, you know, looking at the initial pictures and then seeing the final price. I mean, there's only 88 of them, right? It's very oh, really? metic- meticulously. Yeah, yeah. So it's very meticulously crafted. It's a uh, 88, you know, 88 numbered editions for. 88,000 yen, it's kind of just all lining up to be that way. I, I just can't afford, you know, to pay for this pen. I would, if it, it needs to be a king of pen for me to be thinking about these prices. Um, But dang, I mean, I, it's beautiful, like, but it's just, it's really expensive. Don't forget, so, eight is considered a lucky number in Japan. Right, right. I mean, and they'll, they'll sell out of this. There's no doubt they will sell, sell out of this pen. But what you ended up doing... In our show notes, Brad, you didn't ask me what. Oh my god, did you order this pen? Yeah. <laughs> I hate yeah, you I right did. now. Yeah. I didn't even think it was a consideration. Yeah, yeah. I oh my god, one. you're insane. I ordered one. I'm not insane. Well, okay. So getting to my point is, you went in 
and said, since we're on the sailor train, let's look at all these other sailor mm-hmm. pens. Mm-hmm. And this is how I justify not paying the price for that, I even know, though I want I that pen. I never said that. I just said there's a bunch of other <laughs> sailor pens I found. <laughs> I know, but then, okay, so we're going to have to look at all these other sailor pens and yeah. go, well, would you rather have this for this price or would you rather have the 4B? Apparently no, for we, you, we can... it's, I would just have them all. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you know that's how I live my life. But like, so True. I just With very recently, sailors, yes. like this week, one of the big things that I've got going on, like I'm super excited about a big career jump. Like it isn't this, it, the show is that I'm doing with one of them, but like I've done a big thing. I'll be able to talk about it like in a week or two. This I think you've told, celebrating that. You've, t- you've told me this thing, right? I think so. Okay, then yes. Then so, yeah, absolutely. That's that like that lines up. You've always done this, right? Mm-hmm. When there's a big career or personal life change or movement in there, there's something that celebrates it. I like to celebrate it with a new pen. Uh, no acquisitions. People are joking in chat. Nothing like that. <laughs> oh no, 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 it's no, no. It's just no. like a thing that I've. It's done. a thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So. And it's not real. It's not really related to Relay FM. It's just like a thing for me personally yes. in my working life, which is which I've been working on for a while, and I finally made it happen. So I've I've justified my purchase of this pen uh, with that. I think that lines up with what I know about you very well. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yep, music nib. Um, okay, it's on the way. Like, literally, it's on the way. Like, it's been posted already. I'll have it by next week, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you better bring this to Atlanta. This will be the talk of the show. Yep. Um, I want to see it. Um, I know a good friend of the show, Jesse, also has seen this pen in person, and she's just raving about it. Oh, and really? It's like, it's like, it's not hard for me not to buy this just because of the price, but I really love how it looks. It's one of the most beautiful pens, but, like, yeah. I don't have... Uh, My thinking behind this was how hard I fought to get one of the fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go through that again. Like, that was so, like, considering the fact that I did really like it, I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna go for it. Yep. Yep. So, um... Yeah, we have some more sailors to discuss. We Since do. you put this in there, I didn't see... So, I did a review of the 1911 standard Royal Amethyst which is the gold spot exclusive on the blog on Monday. Then on Tuesday, I posted a giveaway for said pen. Um, it's a stunning, awesome limited edition pen. Highly recommend. This pen just looks fantastic. And, you know, everyone seems to dig this pen. And then you filled this show doc up with one, two, three, four more that I have not seen at all. So I want to talk about these real quick so what what do we have here well just, i just want to say i really enjoyed the uh review of the 1911 and i completely agree with you that sailor need to standardize their namings <laughs> right I, you have pro gear this, slim and pro gear standard right and then you have yeah. 1911 standard and 1911 large yes and it doesn't make any sense to, to this very moment i have I, confu- I get confused doing this. I have to verify myself every time I say it. And I say it wrong all the time. It's just confusing. So yeah, those pens line up in their catalog, right? Mm-hmm. The two small pens and the two large pens are always around the same price. Like they're for the same market. So I would think at this point they could... The, you're not losing anything by adjusting those descriptors, right? It's the Pro Gear and it's the 1911. Those are the names of the pen, 
but the size descriptors could serve to be lined up and synchronized a little bit, I think, just for my sanity, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for a favor. <laughs> be nice. But yeah, the and I love the 1911 standard, which is the small size, and I love the 1911, uh, the Pro Gear regular, which is the large size. Like, those are my two pins in those lineups so yeah i i love this royal amethyst um then you started showing me a couple more that i i definitely have commentary on so the first one is i did see the shamrock uh this green one sent, from raunter yeah this, this is the only one i'd seen before by alexander does previously mentioned on the show alexander uh sent this to me because mm-hmm. he, he also has a sailor custom you know fountain pen color builder too so yep. of course he does and so this, the Shamrock Green, this is a green version of the Sparkling Royal Cosmos purple one that I have. Which is stunning. Yeah. Like, so, I like the purple more than the green, but this is pretty killer looking. Yeah, I really like the look of it. And I was just like, as when I see something like this, I just think to myself, oh, I'll just go look on Pensachi, see if it's there. Right? <laughs> That's just a wonder. mistake. Because sometimes, sometimes, like, the prices of these are surprising you know like you mm-hmm. can get them for like a couple of hundred dollars or whatever which just doesn't make any sense for some of these editions mm-hmm. but it happens every now and then so i went to take a look and i couldn't see it on pensachi yet although i'm i'm pretty sure they will have it because this is where i got the previous wancha one and just as, as usual when i go on pensachi i found like a selection of sailor pens that i'd never seen before yeah so the first one is a sparkling green so it's a very bright green with rose gold trim i think uh rialo which is a demonstrator so it's like bright green with uh sparkles in it it's very good looking i love this pen i i I wanted to include this in the show notes today because when i saw this i knew it was for you I would not pay $600 for this pen. So this is where the pricing conversation comes in. It's like some you don't understand and then some you don't understand, mm-hmm. right? On both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. This one's, right? this one's, this one for what it is, is too expensive for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 600 is too much for this. Like it doesn't feel like it's enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, I, I didn't, I'm not going to But this it. is, this is a me pen all the way. Yeah. Like this makes me like, you know how, questioned like i how much i questioned myself when i bought my yy pen club rialo and that was around 500 dollars. um and i thought that was just outrageous um outrageously priced but i still did it like i don't need another one for that's even more than that but this one's really cool looking i love this um this is like um this is like hotel lobby cucumber water um is what (laughs) that's wonderful which isn't very nice um um and i mean that in very positive it's light and refreshing and sparkly Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love this i love this pen i i love this pen i I don't know what else to say i don't i don't i don't need it for six hundred dollars um the next one though let's see am i getting this uh, do i have it yes this is the wakukasa green I would like your commentary on this pen. It's super weird. It's like, so it's a pro gear with a green body and a green finial on the cap. Then you've got a blue finial on the body and a blue cap and then a yellow grip section. 
this just looks like one of those sailors where they were just like scrambling around in the parts <laughs> bin and they just put it together. The colors all look really good. Like there's like a mm-hmm. deep kind of matteness to the colors. Um, it's got a very like child's building block aesthetic to it. Yeah, this is my first Sailor Limited Edition. Yeah, is that is what, what it see. looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was weird, so I, I thought I would show it to you. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, I don't know why this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I I get it, I get it, but it definitely feels like the Lamy ABC, like the my first. Sailor limited edition pen yeah. type of it thing. It may have just been that exact thing because a lot of these are special editions for retailers mm-hmm. or whatever. So it might mm-hmm. have just been like, we'll let you do it, but you've got to choose from these standards. And they're like, well, why don't we just do one of all of them? Mm-hmm. But there's nothing, there's nothing like it's not bad looking. Nope. It's just it has a certain look. Uh huh. Then when you compare it to the last one you put in the list, none of which I, none of these I've seen before you put in the list. This one's called the, um, Crimson. So this is a Pro Gear Mini Crimson. So this is the the Sapporo, the old Sapporo style, which I mm-hmm. love. This is outstanding. This is a wild it's one, like, right? It's like, give me this pen. Like this is like my Hello Kitty, yep, um, pen that I want. Yeah, uh, so it's like this red is in the body, small size. like red demonstrator body, uh, red finial on the body, red grip section, pink cap, and red finial on the cap. Like, I'm in, like yeah. 100%. Do the uh, Sapporo Minis typically have the same size cap as a Pro Gear? Yeah. Okay. See, I don't own one it's of It's just these. the barrel's shorter. It's like a short barrel, kind of cartridge-only deal. Um, same nib size and same cap, but sh- truncated barrel, if you right, will, so you right. can't get a converter in there. Um, But the style is... It's just on it. Like this is a this is a me pen right there out of this whole list. I mean, cucumber water looks pretty good, mm-hmm. but th- when you're like comparing the prices, I would rather pay two sixty five for a mini pen in this colorway than six hundred for the yep. Realo. But this is one of those things where like it's what I'm saying with Pensachi. I think two sixty five is a great deal for this pen. Yes, right. I, I have no, I have no problem with that. I think that is a very good price. So, so yeah. I've, even though, even up. though, let me uh, let me say one thing: the Sailor, like the Pro Gear in nineteen eleven limited editions, it are priced more around their base level limited editions, where the minis are priced very much higher than their limited editions. Does yeah. that make does that that make sense? Yeah, the the price so, difference is yes, is, yeah. is like from proportionally the, from the higher. base level. Yeah, yeah. So, which is fine. Like I would totally pay that for this this mini. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Pensachi still great do have some just amazing King of Pens uh, yeah. on their website available. I'm right not now. gonna look because I hadn't seen any of these. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna say everything I just said about how much I love all these pens. One of the best looking ones right now is available at our good friend Pinchale. And I want to talk about it once we talk about our ad here. That was beautiful. Pen Chalet sells authentic, amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. They have all of your favorite brands, brands like Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Kaveco, and of course Sailor. And we're going to talk about one of these in a minute. I'm very excited to hear what Brad wants to talk about. Pen Chalet have the best 
fastest and most reliable customer service around. They want to make sure that you're super happy. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high quality products because they care about you as a customer. They want to make sure that you enjoy your experience from start to end, which is why if you are in the US and you spend over $50, which come on, super easy to do, they'll do free shipping. If you're international, they do great shipping rates. I've always had great luck with Penn uh, Chalet's uh, shipping. They're really, really great with that sort of stuff. I think they're fantastic. But it's not just pens. It's not just... Uh fountain pens it's not just ballpoints it's not just mechanical pencils if you want ink you want pen holders refills cases whatever you're looking for pen chalet have got it you should always go to pen chalet first when you're going for any pen purchase because of the great discount available for pen addict listeners if you go to penchalet.com p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-t.com click the podcast link at the top of the website use the password pen addict and you will get your hands on this week's special offer and the code that you need to save 10 percent at any time on anything at pen chalet maybe even i don't know brad maybe even pens that can't be discounted like the sailor pro gear lucky charm I think that pen is better looking than any pen we just went through on the limited editions. And this is a North American limited edition, so it's a, but it's a that's a larger scale of limited edition, right? This is kind of the annual colorway. Well, what's multi-annual, biannual? It's more maybe more than once a year. <laughs> I don't never I don't know what what the correct term is for that. I love how the Lucky Charm looks. Mm. Um I like that blue with the rhodium trim. Two-tone nib, I think it's stunning. You can get it at Pen Chalet. You can use the code PENADIC10, get 10% off. That's pretty tight. So, um, yeah, semi-annual, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you, chat room. <laughs> um, I think it's great. I think this is a wonderful-looking pen, and this falls in the more standard price range, and you get something unique-looking. Yeah. I, I think it's – I just think this color is fantastic. Um, yeah, I – like. This one, I'm having a hard time not buying, right? Because I, I do not need this pen. Like, I have the 4AM. It's very blue. I have the King of Pen and Sky. It's very blue. I don't need another blue transparent pen in my life. This one's a tough one because it kind of uh, checks all my boxes. But in the additional Penanic listener discount category, there's two knockouts in here. I mean, there's always good more than two pens in this list, but I can't talk about them all. The Kaveco AL Sport. I, the price it's a deep I, I, discount on that I, pen. that's one of that's an all-timer type of pen for me right and this is the uh the gold barrel that's been recently released and then on top of that they have the platinum 3776 carnelian which i think is better looking than the pelican star ruby of last year and um it's just it's good it's just good. It's all good, Mike. It's all good. The stuff price they have on a Red music Pen nib thirty seven seventy six right now is superb. Right, like that one right yeah. at the bottom of the page. So, you yeah. know, check that out by going to penchalet dot com p e n c h a l e t dot com. Hit the uh, podcast link at the top of the website. Use the password penaddict and get your hands on those deals. So, thanks to Penchalet for the support of this show and Relay FM. So. We're, we're professed sailor lovers here, and I know it probably drives some people crazy, but that that's okay by me because they do it as good as anyone else. But Platinum Michael Platinum. has has taken taken some sailor mojo with the Curidos, and we actually have one in hand. At least one of us does. So let me let you uh, run with this uh, Platinum Curidos. Uh, oh, look at you! Look at you! There so let, let's hear all about. 
the Curidos, and more importantly, maybe the event that you went to. Yeah, so I went to the, uh, I believe, the UK launch event for the Platinum Curidos. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite store in London that I've mentioned before on the show, Choosing Keeping. Um, oh, by the way, I found out today that the uh, the the my Platinum Ga- the 3776, the Galaxy, the Milky Way, yeah. it is on mm-hmm. its way from Japan back to England. Containing what? We don't know hood. yet. <laughs> they did not answer the question. They have just said it's I on the way. I love every part of this. So it's the, the mystery remains. We'll find out. I'm actually pretty confident I'm going to get the correct nib. I would be super yeah, surprised like if they didn't do that, but we'll see. So it's on the mm. way. Uh, so yeah, I was at, because uh, I believe Choosing Keeping, they have an exclusive on the Curidas in the UK right now. So if you want to get one, that's where you got to get one. So you got to go there. Um, we had a, we had a, it was a wonderful event that they put on. Uh, I met two Panatic listeners at the event, which is nice, which is always nice. Um, and they had, uh, they had some representatives from Platinum in Japan come to this launch event. And with mm. them, they brought a selection of pens from Platinum's history. Uh, some of them actually belonged to uh, Choosing Keeping's wonderful store owner. Like they actually had oh, a couple nice. themselves. Um, but Platinum just brought like, here is just like a selection of stuff that has been important to us over our history. It was really nice to see that. Um, they had these like display cases and it was just nice to look around and you could see how some pens had influenced the design of others. Like they... Um, they have brought one of the platinum, platinum, platinum pens, you know, like the ten gram one. <laughs> yeah, and it was put, I remember exactly. That. It was put next to the pen that it inspired as well. So it's like nice to see that kind of that that it was inspired by, which is an older pen in Platinum's book. Uh, it gotcha. was really nice to see all of that. And that was for the hundredth anniversary last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, on a quick aside, choosing keeping the store just continues to get better. Like I was like looking around, and they had like an Arushi King of Pen in the cabinet oh, wow. to buy like their curation in that store is like it's the best that i've seen in any pen store i've ever been to like it, nice it just like you know i mentioned this before but like their paper aisle is just hit after hit right you know it's like oh never sign next to to my river paper next to life notebooks right like it's just you know very 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 good if you are in london or are planning to be close to london and want to see a pen store this is the one like very very knowledgeable, very nice stuff. Like they're 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 great there. It's a destination worth making making the uh, effort to get to. I think so. Good. Like genuinely, like if you care about this stuff, like it is, it's worth attending. It's like just worth going to see. Um, I met a platinum vice president. Nice. And was talking to them about the Curidas, and they said mm-hmm. a few things to me that were really interesting that I hadn't heard before, uh, and that were kind of. They were like curious about the Curidas. <laughs> uh, the, apparently, they wanted to release the Curidas this year because of the Tokyo Olympics. Because okay. the first attempt that they had at this pen was also when the Olympics were lost in Tokyo. Which was what, 70s? Something like that. Yeah. So yeah. that was, so it was kind of like for them, it was like a great time to do it now. Cause I just said to them, like, why now? Like, why are mm-hmm. you doing this pen now? Mm-hmm. Um, I also asked about why did they choose demonstrator colors? Like, why why did they sure. want all the pens to be clear? And they said that they believe that these designs attract younger audiences, um, which uh-huh. is who they're going for, and they want to leave the uh, business professionals market to pilot. 
Huh. I love that. I kind of, I, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you have never heard anybody more proud of something than they are of the seal on this pen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, yeah, so like the marketing is pretty clear. Like the, yes. all the arrows point towards the seal at the yes. at the opening. Yeah, but they they are very happy about it in person. Oh, they are very happy about it, and like, so I think that's like another. Re- they didn't say this, but I believe it's like another reason why they wanted to go with demonstrator because you can see some of the mechanisms going around gotcha. inside of it, right? So it's like I, I think that they're again especially proud of it. But they told they gave more context to it that I'd not seen before, and I thought was kind of beautiful. So apparently in Japan. There is a st- pretty much like an agreed upon standard that after three months of with, without using a fountain pen, you should be able to uncrap it and start writing a line and that the pen should work within 10 centimeters. Right? Oh, huh. okay. That is like, I like a, it. The, the expectation of what a fountain pen should be able to achieve. So after three months, you should have a pen that should start writing within a line of 10 centimeters. Okay. Um, and the Curidas will do this after... So they, they have their six-month thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Curidas will start writing within three centimeters. So they ha- I'm picturing a lab, Mike, mm-hmm. with all these pens laid out and time frames set yep. and like official measurements happening. Like There's no doubt in my mind that this pen can do this based on just the Japanese in general and how much they believe in this type of thing. Yep. That's awesome. Let me tell you, I have absolutely no idea what all that reference to twist was about, Brad. I think that might have been a transla- translation issue. Okay. There Fair is no enough. twisting in this mechanism. Okay. It's just a knock. Gotcha. Like, if there's something twisting, I can't see it nor feel it, right? So, like, I don't really know what was going on there. Um, mm-hmm. They had all of the colors of the Curidas. Um, I like the green and the red the most. The clear is also nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the green is what I got. Um, and I have a fine nib. Uh, in mine. Nice. To get to the refill, I also got, like, they gave me a goodie bag at Choosing Keeping. I believe they're sending one to you, actually. Um, oh, nice. But, but it has a, a blue-black ink in it, which is made from the water from Mount Fuji. Excuse me? There's water from Mount Fuji, <laughs> and they use that to create this blue-black ink. I'm going to need this. You have some. Uh, good they're in cartridges it's coming to you so that's what i have in I'm my in. curidas okay. i just thought because it was super cute and i love that okay. idea okay um, let me tell you my friend this is the absolute craziest system of getting to a refill that i have ever experienced <laughs> you feel like you are opening a vault at fort net fort knox like okay. it's bananas bananas all right so you have to unscrew the pen, right? So you'd like unscrew it. You put it, take it. So by like half. in the, so like in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And then there is like this mechanism. So you you can see you then have the whole pen mechanism, right? That's what you're left with. Okay. Where you have to push the body down and to the left to kind of like unlock it, you know? So like you push it down to like part engage it, and then you turn it, and you pull it out. Okay. Right, so you like turn. So it's twist, like seated. There's like a seating that you have yeah. to unseat it to get mm-hmm. it out of the exterior, the interior out of the exterior. Yep. But then okay. to get to the, uh, then you have to do the same thing again with what's left. So you're left oh. with the, like the <laughs> refill attached to the nib mechanism. You have to then do that again to be able to expose where the refill goes. 
Okay. I've never seen such a convoluted system before. Mm-hmm. And it's very curious to me as to why it is the way that it is. Um, Dave, this this actually goes towards my biggest problem with this pen. Mm-hmm. They have over-engineered it. Okay. So this isn't an issue. What, like I just find it like a funny thing, the way that you get the, the refill into it. But the over-engineering... Where where this pen falls down is the back side of this pen. So towards the nib end, there is like basically what looks like a vent. You will have seen this in pictures and stuff, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. And what what that vent is for is because when you have uh, engaged the nib, right? So you've mm-hmm. you've un, you know you've 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 clicked the knock Ready and engaged to the nib. Yep. The little door that creates the seal. Very proud of that seal. Very proud of it. For some reason, it has like a protrusion on the back of the door. Yes. Which leaves the pen body through the hole that they have created. That's the part I need to see in person. Yep. I'm with you. But yes. That makes this pen incredibly uncomfortable to hold. Right. Because it is completely in the way. And it's not just me. Adina's having the same problems. It's not just like a left-handed problem. There is kind of nowhere to really comfortably hold this pen Mm -hmm. because then they have the clip. And I took the clip off and that made it easier. Mm -hmm. But there's too much going on on this pen. If I described it, this is the picture I have in my head. And I don't know if you'll understand or even the listeners will understand. If I describe this as, do you know those, it's basically like a almost like a portable sailboat or like a portable kayak where you yep. have a rut, a rudder that yes. is it. You can pull it into the, the body of the boat. And then you can, when you're time, it's time to have the rudder, you push it down and it protrudes out from underneath the boat yep. and then you can, okay. So it's like that design, right? Yeah. That's what it's that's like. A, that's a thing. That's a real thing. I, I, I need to see this. I, or I need to hold this. Yeah. I, I'm a little disappointed by it because I, I really like this pen. Like it's weird and fun, and it actually looks pretty good. Uh, but it's, it's just not good to hold, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a that's a problem. Sure, for, for a ninety dollar pen, that's always the problem with the retractable pen. It's over engineered because it has to be to exist. Because right? it's incredibly difficult to engineer. Yes, this is why we don't see a lot of these on the market. This is yep. why we're so excited to get something like this, right? Yep. Because, man, this is hard to do. And did they really do it? And, and maybe, you know, maybe, you know, I. but you're not the first one to say that. Um, talk a little bit about the clip, if you will. Well, I don't have a ton to say on it. Um, the, the clip, but it's removable. It, it comes on and off, right? Is it easy to, to, to make I, that happen? really struggled to get it off i've heard, okay this is why i'm asking because i've heard this i don't understand what the tool that they included was supposed to do like i had to basically wrench it off like myself like i had to like get like a, a something thin and thinner and slide it underneath the clip to pop it off the tool mm-hmm. that they included was was useless for me like i couldn't i couldn't use it i didn't understand because also i don't know if this is normal but there were no instructions in the box on how to remove it anyway 
So mm. I had to kind of just work it out on my own. So maybe there was a way to do it with the tool that they included, but I couldn't work it out. So I just had to like basically pry it off there. Yeah, so I've gotten a message from a little birdie who has already broken their pin because of that mechanism. You know, the additional little part and removing the clip and has already snapped uh, the clip or part of the barrel trying to remove it. So I really want to see... Like, there, we're not done with the Curidos yet. We have a lot no. of work to do on this pen. Um, I would say I'm actually able to use this pen for longer periods of time than the Vanishing Point because the Vanishing Point gave me nowhere to hold. But when I connect, like, there is a way in which I can hold this pen for longer periods mm-hmm. of time, but it's not the way I would naturally hold a pen. But right. I could never find a way to do it with the Vanishing Point. Because so much of the body had the clip on it, right? Where, like, if I just hold this pen a little bit higher than I normally would, I can mm-hmm. use it. But it is when it is wrong, it is significantly more uncomfortable. It's actually painful to hold this pen. Where okay. I didn't have that problem with the vanishing point, right? So, like, yep. there are higher highs and lower lows okay. compared to the Curidas to the vanishing point. Another funny thing to me is I it always takes it's very typically takes me like two attempts to actually engage the knock on this pen because it's so much longer than you expect it will be. So you're not used to the travel that it takes to no. to engage it. So like I push it down maybe like four fifths of the way. Mm-hmm. Because it's already at that level significantly more than any other pen but it's still not enough so i very frequently i pick it up and i you know i do this right and that didn't do it that was like a quarter of the way Hmm. right so like i'm very frequently like i have to put you have to put a lot more into it than normal this is a the the nib is fantastic right i would i would expect nothing less yeah it's tiny sure but it is superb. I got a fine. I really mm-hmm. wanted to test myself with it. Mm-hmm. So I got a fine nib. It's a steel nib. And it's superb. I'm just really disappointed about, about that the, the protrusion on the back. I wonder if it would be better if it wasn't like t- like a like a two I'm trying to think of the way like a valley that they created basically. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's it's like two planes with a hole in the middle. I wonder if they just completely enclosed it, if it would be a little more comfortable to hold, mm-hmm. um, or maybe if they just made the entire bo- bottom of the pen a little bit thicker to include it, or basically found a way to not have to have a piece fly out the back. I, I can't work <laughs> out, looking at the mechanism, Brad, why they even needed to do this anyway. Right. My only thinking is it's like to, to keep, it closed that hmm maybe so when you've got the pen upside down the door doesn't open but yeah, this maybe. is the part that they have cheaped out on compared to the vanishing point the right. so vanishing point has a door right but it's obviously more complicated than the platinum's one the platinum one and it might it may have been that like for them to achieve their big thing that they wanted to achieve which is this like six months it will continue writing thing that's what they had to do but it might be that the reason this pen sits down for six months is because i don't want to use it 
right? So, like, you know, you can tell me, oh, you can pick it up six months later and it will still work. That's great, but maybe (laughs) that's because it pains me to use the pen so I don't pick it up for a few months at a time. Yeah, so I think we're learning that, you know, making a retractable fountain pen is hard and it's what are you willing as a company and as an engineering team to sacrifice because you're going to have to make some type of sacrifice to make a retractable fountain pen. What are you mm-hmm. willing to take? Where are you willing to take your stands during that design process? Right. I'm just, I would love to see how platinum think people hold this pen. <laughs> well, I can't wait to get one. Like I, 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 I need to see this. Hopefully I'll see one in Baltimore for sure. And uh, get some, get some feedback on that myself. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious because yeah, I'm super curious now. But this is a pen that I'm happy to own because of its peculiarities now. Absolutely. You know, it's, it, I'll totally the the Curidas has is, is entered its way into pen addict infamy. You know? Yes, without a question. Um, but it is a much better pen than any other pen that is in that hall of infamy. Is, <laughs> right? Like, this is actually a, an excellent pen. Yes. With some significant drawbacks. Yeah. And I would love to see a like Curidas 2 where they can refine this process. And I believe they can, but I want to see that happen because they were so close, Brad. Like, mm. I'm telling you right now, if it did not have this protrusion on the back, this, this rudder system that it has, <laughs> I would 100% flat out fully endorse and recommend this pen. Gotcha. Because it's weird. It's got some cool colors. The mechanism to get to the refill is just like a funny thing, right? Like, it's just like, this is hilarious. Every time you're filling it, it's like this six-stage process, like you're cleaning a (laughs) rifle or something, right? Like, it's like this whole to-do. And then the knock is weird. Like, it's weird, but in a fun way. But And then the performance of the pen itself, fantastic. It has that idea of you can just leave it for a while, which is just like a cool performance thing for it to have. But mm-hmm. then when you're picking up the pen to use it, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hold up. And that's that's the key thing, right? Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be able to write with it every day. and You do. And if they've created this pen for the workers, right, which is what they have young workers, these are people mm-hmm. that should be using their pens all day. Yeah. I couldn't use this pen all day. Yeah. And it's let's be honest, as much as we like the price, it is not an inexpensive pen by any stretch of the imagination, especially if they're going to the market it the way they sound like they're going to market it. This mm-hmm. is an investment for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And if you're making that type of investment, you like you said, you want it all day, every day. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll but see. I'm intrigued to see what the general consensus is. I know I I have I actually have this pen early, right? Like I know that there right. are not. It's not easy to get your hands on it immediately right now. I don't mm-hmm. think there are a lot of stores that are carrying it, but choosing keeping was. So I had it for basically a week, and I've been using it every day. And it was such a shame for me because at first my notes were like, this thing's amazing. I can take the clip off and hold it wherever I want. <laughs> and then just like over the days, it like I had to keep deleting those lines and rewriting them. Like at first it was like, oh, I have to hold it like a little bit differently. And then it just became like, I can't hold this pen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I'm, I think it's, it's going to be a thing. It. But, um, so Curidas, maybe to know choosing keeping, definitely yes. Nice. Love it. All right. You have right. the Wancha Bakelite, oh. right? 
Yeah, I do. I do. Oh, all right. Let's hear about that after we hear from our friends at Harry's. What if there was a 50% off sale happening every single time you wanted to go shop for razors? Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, switching to Harry's is basically that because they offer premium blade refills as low as $2 each, which is up to 55% off compared to the price of, of blades like the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. Harry's believe everyone deserves quality shaving supplies at a fair price. They don't inflate prices or add unnecessary features to their razors like flex balls or heated handles. These are the tactics that other leading brands have used to raise their prices for decades. Harry's keep it simple. They combine an ergonomic design, which is simple and nicely made, with five sharp blades. That's what they do. They source their steel from Sweden. They manufacture them in their world-class factory in Germany. They cut out the middleman and ship directly to you, saving money and time. And Harry stands behind the quality of their products with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. And 1% of their proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better healthcare for men and veterans. Brad, Tell me something about Harry's. I placed a $60 Harry's order on Monday. That's a lot of blades. <laughs> I'm, I'm just in. Like, I'm bought into the system, right? Like, so it started with the handles and blades, and, like, all that stuff's good. I don't ever need new handles. I go through blades. I buy replacement blades. Well, now, uh, I mean, it's and it's the only shave cream I use, so, like, I'm always replenishing that. And now, like, I'm totally hooked on their hair putty (laughs) all things that they sell so like i bought replacements of that so like i bought when i was going to do that i was like well of course i need the blades and the and the um shave cream and all that stuff and now i just threw into my cart they have a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner so i'm gonna give that a shot so i seem to be a harry's man through and through mike and uh, my bank account shows so but the funny thing is like that's about the price of like two packs of blades from one of the one of the other you know uh locked away at the grocery store uh mm-hmm. companies and i got like all of this stuff including my blades so yeah i'm uh i'm in i like harry's did you know that i do and i'm pleased mm. harry's have a special offer for listeners of the pan addict you can get uh if you're a new customer you can get five dollars off a trial set just by going to harrys.com slash pen addict this is a five blade razor weight with a weighted handle firming shave gel with aloe and a travel cover so join the millions of people who've already switched and go to harrys.com slash pen addict right now to claim your offer our thanks to harry's for the support of this show and relay fm Tell me what's going on with the uh, Wancha Seven Cs because you got one. <laughs> I did. I did. It um, it showed up. We talked about it last week. The Wancha Kickstarter launch for the Seven Cs. It's a Bakelite fountain pen, which that's very interesting material. I still won't profess to understand fully, despite re- reading many articles and a um, extremely long Wikipedia page. Um, it has gone through several transitions over the last many, many decades as a material. And now it's, um, in it, whatever its current form is, Wancher is using it for a fountain pen barrel. And it's pretty cool. So the short version, I think there's there's two conversations to have here. So the short version, the TLDR version of the Wancher Bakelite 7Cs fountain pen is, it's an excellent pen. I think it's priced correctly. It feels like a good deal. It's very well made. It's fun to hold. It's, you know, a great size, a great shape. It feels and looks and acts like I expect it to do. And I feel like the price point is good. 
So like Wantra has made a good pin. The longer version of that is I still have a lot of questions, right? So number one, it's a very large pin. So if you have small hands, this is probably going to be too big of a pin for you. Like I likened it to um, the modern Parker dual fold, which is a very large pin. And we'll put in the show notes, um, our friend of the show, Dries from the pencil case blog. He has a very thorough review of the Bakelite. I, I'm going to call it the Bakelite, the Bakelite fountain pen, just because that's what I'm, I'm, I'm used to calling it so far. Um, and that I'll be referring to his review a lot because he did a really good job, but he referred to it as like a modern Parker dual fold shape. It's a big pen. So I had my King of Pen, my 1911 King of Pen next to it, Mike. It's almost identical in size lengthwise and pretty close in diameter wise to the King of Pen, but I'd say it's at least twice as heavy. Like I didn't put them on a scale next to each other, but it's not overly heavy though. Like if you have, if you like a larger pen, it's not outrageously heavy just compared to other types of pens. This Bakelite material has a density to it that leads to a heavier pen. Mm. The most interesting thing about this pen is the filling system. You know, outside of the design, which is very classic, it's very well done. Like the manufacturing really, really feels on point. The filling system is a piston filler ish right so like it's definitely a piston just as in you know a converter uses a piston type mechanism to fill this one is built into the pin and to fill this pin since bakelite can be and is a somewhat porous material you don't want to get ink on the barrel because it could stain it right i haven't tested that it looks like the exterior of the pen is coated well enough to where, like, if you get some ink on it, I don't know that it's going to, like, stain immediately, but I guess there's some protections in there you want to take, you know, instead of uh, dipping the, the grip section into an ink bottle to fill it, the section actually removes itself, Mike, from the pen. Just the little grip section screws off, and it leaves you with an exposed plastic tube where the nib is fitted into it's a very strange look i haven't seen a fountain pen like this but where's the piston then? it's inside the barrel so the piston knob moves it twists on the back end but the knob does not move up and down it's more like a ratchet system right so the knob on the back of the pin is kind of loose all the time it doesn't lock in Right. So that's a little bit of a, a negative a thing concern. for me. Yeah. There's other pins that do that. Um, but they tend to lock in a little bit tighter. Like there's a definitive start and end. And like when I uncap the pin, so like if you pick up a pin off a desk and it's capped, a lot of times the back end of the pin is in like the palm of your hand as you're unscrewing or in your fingertips. And you can, you feel the, the, that back knob moving like I would worry about like it being a little bit too loose and knocking you know knocking the piston and maybe budging the ink a little Checking bit out the tip ink. yeah yeah I haven't had that pro- I haven't had ink come out yet but I do notice it's like oh that I've, I've as used I cap pens that have this kind of system but it mm-hmm. takes force to twist them yes like I have the Monte Grappa 
Monte Grappa, which I love. It has a similar type system. Yeah, or the um, uh, the Aurora that I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, it's fine. Like, it works well. But the issue, more than that piston knob, is this section to where you unscrew it. And I'll, I'll post some pictures. I, I've just started taking some pictures. I'm going to review this on the blog in a couple of weeks. I need some time to spend with it. But I don't I understand. I wanted to give my first impressions here. Why you can take it apart. So the thing is, you can't take it apart. That's actually my bigger problem with all of this. So uh, if you look in Dries's blog post, if you scroll down, you'll see the image with the section removed from the barrel. And his actually looks a lot nicer than mine. Mine is pretty gross looking, to be quite honest. I don't like how it looks. It's not... It doesn't feel... It doesn't feel... I see what you're saying now. So this, mm-hmm. the, 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 the grip section, you can just take it off. Yes. and then But then the rest of the pen remains intact. Yes. What's the benefit of this? To not stain the Bakelite. When you're filling it. When you're filling it. That seems too annoying to me. <laughs> it's very particular. That wouldn't... I know it's not a lot, but that, that feels like a... So in a way, it's kind of similar to the Curadas, right? That there's like mm-hmm. a whole to-do to fill it. But mm-hmm. the, the Curadas one is fun because it's weird. This would mm-hmm. annoy me because yeah. it's like you, you chose to make the pen out of Bakelite, but I will if I mess this up, I'm going to stain this pen. Right. Like if I forget to do this. Mm-hmm. And I would because I don't need to do this to any other pen that right. I own, that I would, if I was, because what I tend to do with my pens, I do like a filling day. Right. Where I'll go Once in and see like, how much ink is in this stuff? Oh, this one ran out a couple of weeks ago or whatever. And it's usually like predicated on one or two of my pens running out of ink. Right. And I'll be like, all right, mm-hmm. time to fill them all. So like, I'll get them out. I'll clean what I need to clean and then I'll fill them all up. And so I get into kind of like a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And this is like a weird thing. I've never come across a pen that does this. Uh, how does it even unscrew? Is it just like through tension? So it's so it's it has a threading on the interior of the barrel. Wow. So if you look in the pictures, the yeah. threading you see on the barrel is for the cap. The oh. thread on the section goes underneath that. It's like a, th- a thin. Yeah, cutout. that's interesting. It's actually pretty. It's actually pretty well done. That's that. I mean, honest. I will say that that is like very clever, very intricate design. I would mm-hmm. be concerned about the strength of that area of the pen mm-hmm. because threading on both sides is going to leave some very thin material mm-hmm. in certain areas. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty thin. Like I would be a little bit concerned about that. Like just making sure I was careful with that. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, I, don't know, I mean, man. here's the best way. Here's the best way I explained this little filling system deal is that, you're probably dealing with that 2% of the time you're dealing with this pen. If you like the pen, you're going to be writing with it 98% I just, of the time. Why did they make a piston filler? Yeah, I... I no one made them make a piston filler. I am in agreement with you. That, but what they've done is they've made the 2% of the time the talking point of this pen. 
right? The 2% usage of this pen is the only thing we're going to talk about yeah. because it's weird. If the right? material you choose can be stained by ink, don't make me put the body of the pen in ink. Correct. I would be totally content to pay the exact same price if it was a standard cartridge converter filler. Although, even to be though, honest, even if it was a cartridge converter, if I put a converter in it, I would still fill it by dipping the grip section in anyway. See, but it gives you the option. It tells you, like, I fill, you know, converters directly in the bottle or I yeah. fill converters with a syringe. There's at least different filling as opposed to having this system. Like, when I take my pictures of the interior of this, it's going to look much worse than Dries's. Dries's looks very Why? nice and What's clean. What's wrong with yours? It's It's dirty. It's ugly. It looks like it's there's like ink under it, and this was before I inked it up. Huh? Like I I likened it to um, Darth Vader with his helmet on, and then removing the helmet, and you're seeing Anakin's <laughs> bald head. Like with all that's of what the it looked gross like. Scars and like yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like underneath mine. And see, like this conversation is taking away from really what is a really good pen, right? This is the this is the reviewer's dilemma, well, right? But, yeah. Well, this is just what we did with the Curados too. Right. Sometimes so, there are decisions that are made that are small decisions, but they become frustrations over time. Yeah. And it, then when you see that kind of thing, you're like, why did you, why did you make this decision? Yeah. And it's like weighted. I feel like it's weighted unfairly for what this pen actually is which is a very good pen mm. like the tldr is this is an excellent pen at a good price if you like how it looks you're going to enjoy this fountain pen for what it is but then there's a whole bunch of context that you're leaving out on what's going on under the hood yeah yeah huh yeah it's a huh <laughs> um but yeah i mean I just, I mean, I love writing with it. The nib is great. I have the stock steel Yovo medium nibs, you know, with the yep. launcher stamp. They're great. It's a fantastic nib. Great nib choice. The um, the barrel design is beautiful. It f- Do you find the warmth in the material? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because it's, you don't feel a texture, but you're like, you can see some like little different colorations in the material, which I like, mm-hmm. right? That makes you f- know that the material is something different than your normal acrylics that the pens are made from. Um, the artwork on the top of the pen, of course, is stunning. Um, you know, mine is like a red, red sparkly with like a gold leaf in it. It looks really pretty. Like it's different from Teresa's. This is green, like you see in the pictures. So like, they're not all the same, I guess. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a really great pen. But there's some big butts, right? There's some, like, it makes me think other things, even though, you know, 98% of the time I'm using the pen to write with it and enjoying it. There's these underlying things that make me question stuff, like, what is Bakelite, right? <laughs> you know, how do you explain explain the chemical composition of Bakelite and how it's going to function, right? Um, You know, what is this filling system? And why can't, you know, like... It took me twice to fill this pen, to be honest. Um, The first time I thought I filled it, sticking it in the bottle, and then I started writing with it, and I was like, oh, there's actually no ink in the barrel, but I couldn't see that visually, right? There's no visual indicator. It's like a black hole inside the pen. You don't know what what the ink status is. There's no ink window or anything like that. Like, I'll get over that, but that's just, like, one more thing. It was like, I sat down, I put away everything and started to write, and I was like, well, this isn't going well. And then I realized that there was actually no ink in it. 
So I, the second time I did it, I filled it up correctly. But, you know, mm. one of those things. But I couldn't, the, the point is, isn't that I couldn't fill it up. The point is that I couldn't see it if I had been successful or not. Right, okay. Like you could with a converter or a piston with a window, you know, things like that. So anyway, it's like, I, I like the pen. Like I, I have, I have no negative to say like about the build and the feel and the writing experience and the, the looks and the style of it. It's, it's really good, but it's just got some weird stuff going on. It's like, it's a little bit extra. It's been the kind of a theme of this episode. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. So yeah, I'll have a full written review up probably in a couple of weeks, probably before the Kickstarter Kickstarter ends. Um, I can't decide if I'm going to back it yet or not. I'm going to wait and spend some time with this pen. Um, I've gone back and forth. I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll back it. Now I'm like, hmm, maybe it, I just, if I back it, I won't use it. Like, I, I don't know what to do yet. So mm-hmm. I'm still working that out. I'll know. I'll know by the time I review it though, what I'm going to do. Well, I hope so. <laughs> That'd be weird, right? Well, like, it's just a well, it'll just be a dis- deciding whether to to pay money for it or not. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's always a tough decision. All right, if you want to find uh, links to this episode, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 397. There's a bunch of stuff in there, including all the sales and stuff that we were talking about earlier on. Uh, thanks so much to Harry's and Penchalet for the support of this show. You can go to penaddict.com. For Brad's work, you'll be able to, that's where you'll be able to see that review. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Brad is penaddict. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Brad streams live at twitch.tv slash penaddict twice a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and don't forget to check out my new show, The Test Drivers. I hope that you'll enjoy it. If you have any any uh, care about technology, it's a show for you. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>